Hello, welcome back to Magic Woods. This is the final episode of Season 5, and it contains the last story and the epilogue from the book Sisters of the Golden Circle, which is one of the Legends of Magic Woods books. And this episode is called The Crowns Decide, and the epilogue is called The Other Side of the Sky. While Novan helped Kira to set her wing in a cast, but Kira cried all the while, and she said, Fee made those flowers, and Versa just destroyed them. Novan nodded sadly. He said, There's part of one flower left, and he held out a bruised bulb. There's a tiny bit of the healing liquid left inside, maybe enough to heal one more person, I don't know. Kira shook her head. We could have saved everyone. Fee died for nothing. She looked up into Novan's eyes pleadingly. Was I wrong to let her die? Novan said, you had no other choice. And he looked around at the circle of crushed flowers and he said, we wouldn't have had enough healing liquid to cure everyone anyways, even if all the flowers were still alive. And besides, what would we have carried the liquid in? Kira frowned. And then her face lit up and she said, wait a minute. And she ran to her pack where she kept both her and Fee's things. And she pulled out the strange baby bottle with the purple dinosaur on the side that Fee had found in the troll's lair. She said, maybe we could carry it in this. The liquid in here never runs out. Novian said, yeah, but the liquid is water. Kira said, well, it was something else before. And she unscrewed the bottle's top. Drink, drink, drink. She said, there was a sweet brown liquid in here. But Fee said a cleansing spell and got the brown liquid out. Now, let's see if I can do the same. She closed her eyes waved her hand over the bottle, and said, Tabo Claro Forfo. And the water inside the bottle completely disappeared. There wasn't even a drop left. And then Kira said, okay, and she carefully poured the last drop of golden liquid into the bottle. Let's see if this works. The drop fell to the bottom of the bottle, and then it sat there a moment, just glistening. But then the whole bottle filled up to the top with the golden healing liquid. And Kira said, it worked! And she hugged Novan tight, but she was careful not to spill the liquid. She said, now let's go save everyone. And she put the bottle top back on. Novan said, yeah, but how? We don't have time to get to everyone. And Kira's face fell. She said, oh, you're right. Even if I could fly, it might take too long. And Novan kicked at an acorn. If only we had a way to get to the city more quickly. Suddenly, Kira picked up the acorn, and she split it in half and began carving it with a small knife. Something has been following me, she said, whittling away. I've sensed it all along, and if it's still nearby, maybe it can help us get to the rest of our people quickly. Novian said, what is it? And Kira brought the carved half-acorn to her lips, and she blew a single shrill note. And a few seconds later, they heard a great growling and rustling in the forest as something gigantic and wild came rushing their way. And Novan said, what is that? Kira said, it's, it's Bracken, the beast who killed your parents. Novan looked at her in horror. And Kira put her hand on Novan's shoulder and she said, I know, but it's just a beast that didn't know better, an animal. I taught it to never eat talking beings again, and I bet we could ride on his back and get to a tisket quickly. Novan shook his head. I, 
I know I can't. It killed my family. And then Bracken burst out of the woods. And he stood before Kira, panting like a dog. Novan could see the many scars on its innumerable legs. And Kira reached out a hand to calm the monster. And then she turned to Novan and said, I understand. I'll go alone. It's okay. But Novan approached the gigantic beast. He had wanted so many times to kill this creature, to blow it up or set it on fire or drown it. But now, up close, he saw that it was merely a beast, not an evil thing. And it had a light in its eyes now, almost like it was beginning to understand. So Novan held out his tiny hand, and the beast reached down and sniffed it. (laughs) Novan said, I forgive you. And Bracken said, Lifting his head high, Kira said, Come on. Ready to ride a tika into town and save everyone? Novan smiled and climbed up beside her on Bracken's back. Yeah. And then Bracken raced forward, (laughs) heading west faster than any Mimi could ever fly. They reached the city a few days later. Many people were sick, and a few, including both of the kings, had died. Kira and Novan gave one drop of golden liquid to everyone who was still alive, and it cured them. Then they said farewell to Bracken. Kira said, Go in peace, my friend. And thank you, said Novan. Cried Bracken, and then he rushed into the forest. And he never appeared in any other tale ever again. A young warrior named Trini D. Lork helped Kira and Novan to take a boat across mighty Lake Matawak so they could save the Mimis on the other side in the city of Atasket. And while they were gone, the Mimis in Atisket gathered in the castle to start an emergency choosing ceremony. Giggy said, with both of our leaders dead, the crowns must pick new rulers. So everyone gathered in the courtyard of the castle and stood before the crowns. But neither crown flared to life. Usually, when someone was meant to be the next ruler, the crown would shine bright. But it didn't happen this time. Nobody was chosen to be the new rulers. And one old man said, how can this be? Then Versa strode into the courtyard. She was wearing nicer clothes now, and she stood tall and beautiful and stern. People cowered before her, remembering her harsh words before the plague had struck. And Versa said, I have the right to attend this ceremony. Gigi said, we remember, and she bowed slightly and stepped away from the table where the crowns lay. And Versa stood before the crowns, something she'd waited to do her entire life. But neither crown shone brighter. If anything, the light inside each crown grew a little dimmer at her approach, as if it were trying to get away from her. Giggy said, the crowns didn't choose her either. And then Kira and Novan walked into the courtyard. They had just returned from their trip across the lake, where they had saved everyone. And Kira said, oh, here's where everybody is. She smiled at the crowd and said, sorry, we came back to town and we couldn't find anyone. You're all here. Versa said, this is a private event, the choosing ceremony. Kira said, oh, sorry. And she and Novan turned to go. And Gigi said, wait, 
let these two stand before the crowns. And a roar of approval swept across the courtyard, for Nova and Akira were well-liked. After all, they had saved everyone's life, even if they were a little weird because they rode into town on a many-legged stick beast, and they dispensed their healing liquid from a strange baby bottle with a purple dinosaur on the side. But still, everyone thought they were great. Versa said, no, that's not how it's done. Giggy said, let the crowns decide. And then everyone started cheering, yay, let the crowns decide, let the crowns decide. So Kira and Novan joined hands, and they approached the table together. The crown of creation glowed bright when Novan stepped near, and the crown of life sparkled and shone when Kira came close. Giggy said, the crowns have decided, all hail the new king and queen, yay! Everyone started cheering, and Versa stood stunned, unable to believe her eyes. Kira put the crown of life on her head, and Novan put the crown of creation on his head, and the light inside the crystals glowed brighter than ever, almost too bright to look at for a second. And Trinity Lork said, All hail Kira the Green Queen and Novan the Red King! And then the crowd burst into applause again. Yay! Versa sulked around the edge of the courtyard. All her life had been building to this moment, the moment she would become queen. And now? Novan saw her, and he decided to be forgiving like he had been with Bracken. He said, Everybody! And the courtyard fell instantly silent. Everyone wanted to hear what he had to say. And he said, Versa the Great helped us immeasurably in this journey. She has sacrificed everything to be here today. She is a hero, and we should all thank her for her efforts. So everyone turned to Versa, and they all clapped long and loud. Yay! Versa was stunned. She looked across the courtyard as the crowd cheered, and she caught Kira's eye. And Kira was clapping louder than anyone. For a moment, Versa's face seemed to contort almost as if she were about to lash out with lightning and anger. But this time, she only smiled. Epilogue, The Other Side of the Sky Kira and Novan ruled for a long time, and their reign was a peaceful one. The plague had run its course, at least as far as the Mimis were concerned, It eventually mutated and struck the hickory tree stick people and the swamp dinosaurs. But Kira and Novan and the other Mimis were fine, and Kira and Novan chose a simple life. They lived in a little cottage outside the city limits, and they converted the castle into a museum school. The riches amassed by prior rulers were distributed amongst the people, especially those who had lost family members to the plague. And, unlike the two kings before them, Kira and Novan made themselves very available to their people. And their people really loved them. And in time, Kira and Novan fell in love with each other, and they got married. And they had two children, a girl named Era and a boy named Pokey. Now Versa had the opportunity to start fresh. Kira and Novan offered to make her the head adventurer and chief warrior of the kingdom. But Versa declined the offer. 
In her grief and anger over Fee's death, she journeyed often to the Westland Volcano, and there she sought the advice and counsel of Scarla Kamavala, the mistress of Magma. But Scarla never heard her pleas, probably because she lived in another world, or else she never bothered to respond. So instead, Versa became ensnared by Lava Muck. And after years, she spent her time in the shadows, secretly learning the ways of dark magic. She tried in vain to resurrect Fee each Helvalin, even though she knew Fee had chosen never to return to the land of the living. And as for Fee, Kira never found out what happened to her body after it rose into the sky. But one day, many years later, Kira's daughter, Era, told her mom about a dream she'd had, a dream about a sleeping lady who was too beautiful to look at and had risen up to the forest in the sky. And Era said, her spirit was trapped in her body, or it was like part of her body, and she didn't look dead, but she was dead. But she was still able to dream? Isn't that weird, Mama? Well, Kira had smiled sadly when her daughter told her this dream, even though she knew it was probably just a regular old dream. She loved the idea that her dear departed friend, Fee, was still out there somewhere, shining bright and beautiful on the other side of the sky. Well, that's the end of Season 5 of Magic Woods, which has been all about the Sisters of the Golden Circle. The next season goes even further back into the past, way, way back into the past of Magic Woods. And the first story of that season is the next episode, and that one's called The Spirit in the Shadows. Good night.